Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. And if you're new to this channel, this this channel is Sacred Space Healing. I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. These podcasts have been going for quite some time and their intention really is to assist you on your journey of well-being, uh, gnosis, spirituality and empowerment. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. So welcome to today's podcast and um, thank you to everyone that listens in and for all your lovely messages of support. Do keep them coming in, it's always gorgeous to read them and to get your feedback as well. There'll be a live uh, podcast coming soon and also a Q&A podcast. So if you have any questions that you feel haven't been covered in um, some of the podcasts out there right now, then do send an email to amber at sacredspacehealing.org or head over to the website. On the website, there's also a donations page and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. And all your donations go back into creating more free content to assist as many people as possible right now. I'm not affiliated with any big agency or marketing firm or PR firm. I'm keeping it real. This is as if we were in a room together having a conversation um, or we were in session. Um, And the podcasts reach millions of people around the world and the goal and the intention was always to assist in the healing journey and in empowerment. So sacredspacehealing.org. Okay, so today I'd like to shine a light on uh, watch what you watch. (laughs) So um, it's kind of interesting right now as we are in this uh, surreal, bizarre time that feels like we're in a zombie movie almost, or a horror film, Um, certainly not a comedy that uh, a lot of stuff that's on our uh, TV screens um, is uh, of quite a low vibration. Um, I don't, I'm not a big TV watcher, but whenever I you know, flick through, I'll see it's a war movie or it's a horror film or it's something about serial killers. I mean, it's just sort of incessant. And actually what you probably want to be watching is some fluffy comedy um, from back in the day that reminds you of what it was like when times were a lot simpler. Um, or you were younger, and that's not what's out there. Uh, And similarly, box sets and so forth have this very dark edge to them, and the film noir edge has always been great, you know, in small amounts, but not when we're bombarded with it. And certainly with um, uh, the the kind of darker murder mysteries that came in probably, you know, nearly a decade ago uh, with some really gruesome stuff that was on our TV screens. Uh, and in cinemas, you know what what we're being, what we're watching, it has radically changed from what we used to watch, say twenty, thirty years ago. And so it was seeing that, like seeing that those sort of TV listings that um, felt like quite a shock to the system. That in a time of a pandemic, in inverted commas, and a time of great grief and uncertainty for so many people, do we really want to be adding to that? by watching things that are about serial killers and murderers and war um, and death, really. And no, we don't. So there's a whole other discussion to be had around why that is actually happening or could be happening. But I wanted to shine a light on the power of what we consume uh, visually. What we consume visually has the potential to change our energy field drastically, dramatically, as well as to recondition and reprogram our emotional uh, body, as well as our, our, our mental body. 
if we consume, if we watch, if we if we look at the same kind of images repeatedly over a period of time, that becomes a frequency, uh, an energy, an entity almost that sits within us. So it's really important that we feed ourselves with content, visual content, that is going to be healing and uplifting and positive and joyous um, and of a high vibration. It's a well-known fact that if an individual is, say, just watching pornography or, you know, watches pornography, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven times a week, um, that that becomes a kind of programming, that it goes deep into the psyche and the subconscious and that those images almost get seared into that individual's psyche, that that's how they view then intimacy or um, relationships between two people or uh, sex uh, or, or union. And that that becomes a real issue in um, the individual's ability to relate to another without those images, that, that kind of programming getting in the way. Not only does it do that, but it sort of deadens the soul as well and deadens their connection to themselves and to partners often. I mean, this is why so many relationships suffer when a partner is addicted, say, to pornography. And that's just one example, and that's quite an extreme example. But similarly, we have other things that we might consume and watch, like horror movies. So if you're constantly feeding yourself with, you know, vampires and Draculas and well, there's only one Dracula, isn't there? <laughs> Vampires and Dracula and um, zombies and all kinds of things out there from the other side, you know, the supernatural. And you're constantly feeding that into your system. Firstly, the energy of that is actually then lodging in your system. So it's like you're actually consuming it. You're putting it in your energy body. But secondly, you're ripping open your aura and your energy field and leaving yourself open to more of those energies in your everyday life. Thirdly, fear is a really low vibration. You know, when we think about this, the sort of vibrational scale of emotions that we can experience, where we want to be heading towards is unconditional love. And we want to be in the realm of joy, peace, contentment, happiness, unconditional love, love. Um, and if we're not in that space, that's okay. You know, the sort of rungs beneath that are... Um, calm, acceptance, um, determination, uh, resolution, you know, those kind of spaces where we're, we're not necessarily joyous and overflowing with unconditional love, but we're doing okay, you know. But where we don't want to be really is the lower vibrational spaces of fear and anger and resentment and jealousy um, and bitterness because that lowers our vibration which causes sickness in our body in all kinds of ways, not only emotionally, mentally, spiritually, but physically. You know, sick thoughts create a sick body, and that's a proven fact. The link between mind-body has, has been worked on, has been investigated for decades. But also, when we lower our vibration, we now become a match for that vibration. So if you your vibration is fear or anger or, you know, uh, jealousy or revulsion that imagine that that's like a cloak or um, uh, a neon sign all around you 
And the more you feed that, the more you draw it to you. So it becomes a kind of self-perpetuating negative cycle to be in. Now, if you start consuming that energy by watching horror movies, for example, or stuff about serial killers, or gruesome murders, or gruesome rapes, or whatever it is, that becomes lodged in your energy field. And it sort of becomes like a beacon to draw more of the same to you. This is how people's auras, their energy fields get weakened. And this is how people get susceptible to psychic attack, but also to control and manipulation by darker forces. Bad dreams, um, you know, strange coincidences, meeting the wrong kind of people in inverted commas, uh, and so on. So what we watch, what we take in through our eyes, the windows of the soul, is really important. That doesn't mean that we have to spend our lives in a bubble, you know, just watching puppies and rabbits and, you know, stuff that's all um, love and light. I mean, it's important that we educate ourselves about the world and and that, you know, we, we indulge in the things that maybe we enjoy um, to an extent. But when it becomes uh, overwhelming or something that we can't live without or something that we're only consuming it's going to cause a sickness in the body. And that's like anything. Imagine that your only diet was baked beans on toast. Uh, or imagine that your only the only food that you ever ate was apple or, or banana, you know. And you're saying, well, that's okay because um, I'm eating this really healthy, I'm eating fruit. And I have one fruit every day and that's all I have. If you just consumed one thing every single day for 365 days of the year, I doubt that you'd be particularly healthy. And it's similar with what we consume energetically, what we consume visually, what we consume, what we listen to. You know, we have to be mindful of what we're putting in our system and how that affects us. So watch what you watch, you know, and give yourself a diet, a visual diet of things that are going to inspire you and uplift you and raise your vibration. A really good way of testing it is to see how you feel after you've watched that program or that movie? Um, you know, do you feel uplifted? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel more like yourself or does something feel off? A lot of these programs, I mean, look at the term program. A lot of these programs and uh, movies have subliminal messages in them. You know, they have ways of manipulating our energy. Now we can go into a whole discourse about why that is happening but the point is it's there and one of the main reasons why it's there often is marketing you know it's to it's to um it's it's to get the the the, the money that this this program or this film wants to make um it's been well proven again and documented that often there is subliminal programming for advertising in programs um, so that you suddenly feel compelled to buy that packet of crisps or have that drink or go on that holiday there's a lot that can be done with image, and we're so susceptible to it. There's so, so much going on on a sensory level, and it's a kind of straight um, gateway into our consciousness, into our soul, really, um, into our higher consciousness, that if we're not mindful of what we're looking at, then we're sort of in a sleep state. And I think the term program is very interesting. I mean, I do use it in my work, called Wound Healing Program and Life Purpose, program and it's you know at various points I always come back to that and think oh should I change the name of that and yes I believe in it because I think you know the word itself isn't negative we can program ourselves to be in states of joy 
and and instant manifestation and godlike states, or we can be programmed to be in lower states, uh, lower vibrational states of fear and anger um, and jealousy and so on. You know, staying in a state of fear makes us very easy to be manipulated. And the things that we act out on or the decisions that we make based on fear are never going to be healthy decisions for us because they're not based on thriving. They're based on a survival instinct. Um, Fear is a good, uh, obviously it's a useful emotion to have, to tap into. It tells us when we possibly might be in danger. But if we stay locked in fear for too long, it can have a very disastrous effect on our lives and on our physical bodies and on our health. Everything constricts. We go into um, a survival mode. Um, We're not taking the risks that we normally would take to try new things. Um, The world becomes a place that isn't there to support us, but a place that we have to keep at bay or somewhere that we have to be constantly on high alert. This is very detrimental for our adrenal system, for our nervous, nervous system. And of course, this affects our physical health as well as our spiritual and mental health. So consuming things that make you fearful are not really the highest potential that you can be aligning with for your life. Similarly, viewing um, coarse and uh, fantastical and rough and aggressive sexual acts um, in pornography is, again, not something that is ever really going to be of the vibration of love or sacred union or companionship or romance or um, the heart, because that's not why it was created. You know, the intention behind it isn't, the intention behind pornography isn't to help people fall in love and find the love of their life, right? The intention of it uh, is money, really. And similarly, the intention of horror movies and slasher films and zombie films isn't to help you feel that the world is a beautiful place and um, and all is well and you are a master manifester, the intention of that is fear. Um, and again, the intention of that is money. It's a, an adrenaline kick. And when we're adrenalized, we're less likely to make rational decisions. We're more likely to spend on impulse. And we're more likely to behave on impulse. It's been proven that there is a link between what we watch and how we behave in everyday life. And I remember many years ago, decades ago, um, I studied law initially uh, when I left school. And at the time I was applying for courses at university, um, I, uh, the Jamie Bulger case was out there. And it, was, it shocked us all that children could harm each other in such a brutal way. And one of the links that they um, came up with for why this happened was that the, the kids that had had done those horrific things to to little Jamie had been playing video violent video games and that at their young age when their brain is still developing and they're still developing and they're still kind of working out what the world is that their brain had sort of disassociated the real human in front of them from the the, the video game and that in some ways they just thought they were playing a video game but it just happened to be in everyday life. And that's a per- perfectly plausible explanation for, or one of the explanations for why what happened. So it's been a very long time that we've known that what you watch affects the way you think and then the way you behave in the world. 
um, we have some kind of understanding of that when it comes to kids. You know, we don't want children to watch certain programs. We have PG ratings and so on. But we seem to then forget that. We, it's like, oh, well, now you're an adult. You don't need to watch what you watch, but you still do. We're all susceptible. We all have triggers. We all have wounding. But more than that, we still know very little about the human brain and how easily or it can be programmed or manipulated. And until we know that, surely we should be more mindful of what we are feeding ourselves with and the stories that we are consuming. So my invitation is to see what life feels like for you when you start to consume different visual content. And try it, you know, try it for a period of a month. Um, give yourself a break maybe from certain programs for a month um, or even TV for a month and see what that feels like for you. You're only going to know when you try it and see the effects on your body and your psyche and your emotional um, state and your spiritual state. Obviously, it's going to free up a lot more time, but it will probably free up a lot of energy within your body. Um, and you might find that the way you relate to the world changes. I once trained with someone in shamanism who had fed themselves a kind of daily diet of horror. They loved, just loved watching horror films. And then when they started training in shamanism and becoming aware of energy, they realized that they'd put all that energy in them and that they actually needed to have a good old purge and a clear of those stories that weren't theirs. So we sometimes also end up consuming energy that isn't ours because we watched a program. And the, the program, whatever it was, was so powerful that it actually shifted something in our inner world. Um, and sometimes it can have triggered something in our inner world as well. And so there's that to clear and realign with. And as, the, as your time frees up and your eyes free up, you can start to feed yourself um, more nourishing, uh, more nurturing, more uplifting uh, visual stimuli, whether that's being out in nature or it's watching different kind of programs or it's uh, reading something, a lit literature that's going to inspire you in some way or doing something visual, painting, um, or just appreciating your environment without needing to be overstimulated. So see how you get on with that invitation to really be mindful of what you watch and change the dynamic of what you're watching to something of a higher vibration. Um, and as ever, if there's any, uh, any stories that you wish to share around that, or indeed if there are questions around that, then we can address that in the Q&A podcast or just drop an email to amber at sacredspacehealing.org with any realizations you may have had. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, abundance and beauty. Until the next time.